What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hey, Ashley. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing today? I am okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here again to record an episode of Mad Women. Hooray. It's so much easier in person. It's so much easier. It feels better. It feels better. It takes still uh, some amount of time to figure out yes. how to make it work. We're still working on it. I believe we did fine. It was the computer that absolutely was against us absolutely. this time around. It, the, that computer is a misogynist. This computer hates women. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. That's why I look so bad in all the pictures <laughs> it takes of me. <laughs> this computer adds 10 pounds and I'm having none of it i agree i'll do you want me to throw it out this window for you mind all right maybe after we're done recording right and you've edited it and uploaded it yes then i'll come back chuck it right out okay hell with this thing (laughs) so this is season two episode seven we're chugging along we're chugging along i realized today when i went to put it on Mm -hmm. uh, i had forgotten that we'd watched the last one here yeah and so I was like, oh, episode six, here we go. And then mm-hmm. I was like, wait. Yeah. Episode seven already. And there's How many are in this season? I don't know. Okay. Either 10, 13, or 22. 14. Oh. So we're about I don't know. at least <laughs> halfway through. That's Mad Men season two. Don't ask me how I spelled that. It was real bad. There were 13 <laughs> episodes in this season. All right. So we're yeah. more than halfway through. Yeah, this is at the post halfway mark. wow i try to be serious you never you never can't believe my seriousness i can't i can't take your seriousness seriously oh there's a really cute puppy running around outside just so you know look at it puppy it's the size oh my god of a puppy it's like white with black spots (laughs) puppy is the size of a puppy it's perfectly adorable it's so adorable and the last couple times I've seen it, it's when the owner is like picking it up to take it back inside, oh. and I'm like, "Darn you!" Oh. All right, now wait a minute. It's pooping. Let's make sure this owner is oh. is a good owner. Uh, I'm not going to watch. You feel free. Well, I'm not watching it. It's so far away. I can, <laughs> I can just see the stance. I'm not seeing the business. The stance offends me. Like, I don't like seeing that stance. Oh, she. Well, okay, maybe it didn't poop. Maybe it just peed. It could be a girl. Now it could be a girl puppy. Wow, that's how girl puppies pee. It's true. This is Mad Women, <laughs> where we're going to talk about Mad Men. Yes. A uh, couple things different about this episode. One, did not write down a synopsis. Two, mm. did not read the Mad Zoller Sice article. We're just going to go freewheeling. We're here. pretending like we're back in season one. We're back in season one. <laughs> we're kicking it. Old we don't school. know what the hell we're doing. Mm-mm. Do we have? I don't think we made a single mistake last time. Other than all the facts that I said about, like, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders and the Freedom Riders, just anything historical, right? I was off by, like, a couple years. Okay. Teddy Roosevelt was elected president in 1904, but he was also elected president in 1900. Oh. And that's normally how you say those things. Yes. He was re-elected yes. in 1904. Gotcha. It's not the Cuban-American War. It's the Spanish-American War. Okay. The Freedom Riders, I believe it was 1961. Okay. Yes. But other than that, 
No mistakes. Beautiful. No oopsie daisies. No oopsie daisies. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, then it's time. Uh, (laughs) Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted for season two, episode seven. We got a big prediction on Chauncey here. (laughs) We learned that Chauncey would join the Polly slash biscuit gang. uh, Because now he's hurt and angry. Yeah. He was a good boy. But if even a good boy can get thrown out, right. then uh, he walks to Don's house and inspires Polly. Yes. And Polly is radicalized. Radicalized. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this time, Don and Bobby are legit done. Okay. Uh, Bobby is still tied to the bed. <laughs> but she's finally broken the sash and says, I'll get you, Don Draper! <laughs> Don, uh, un- upset. By Bobby's uh, gossip. Uh-huh. Hunts down the women who gossiped about right. him. Handcuffs them. Okay. At some point, he does some, like, just advertising business. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you said he would have a tete-a-tete with Pete. I don't think Pete's in this episode. At all. No. Not even one time. He had the week off. Mm-hmm. Well, Pete. We would find Cooper eating Jello on gravy. Okay. We know. did see Cooper. We did see Cooper. He did come back. He did. He didn't eat anything. Anything. But he was delightful nonetheless. He was. I adore him. <laughs> Peggy would start using her feminine wiles more, mm. wearing skimpier and skimpier <laughs> outfits, unless until she's wearing pasties, just like the dancer at the Tom Tom Club. Mm. And Joan would tell her, "Your decolletage is showing." Ooh. We we have uh, Pete still having sex with randos. Uh, he's now flexing in the mirror, inspiring American Psycho author Brett Easton Ellis to make his right. Patrick Bateman character do right. the same. Right. Joan is only wearing blue, more and more blue. <laughs> she's wearing blue dresses on top of blue dresses <laughs> where she looks like Violet Beauregard. <laughs> and she's still planning her wedding. Mm, okay. And then here's the thing. Mm. Do you remember what the lingo was? No. It was, it's a gas. <gasps> Somebody said that! Somebody said the lingo in this episode. I did it! I did it! You did it, girl. I did it! Yeah. Who said it's a gas? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, oh no. Wow. Yeah. Pretty amazing. That's what you, dear yeah. listeners, yes, dear Kate listener. texted me mm. to tell me she was finished watching the episode <laughs> and was very excited because, mm-hmm. oh my god, I can't believe something happened, and I'm pretty sure you're going, you're going yeah. to notice. I don't know. Did I? I said, you'll know, I think, when you see when it. When you see it. But I did, I I said see it, I thought, if I had said, if when you hear it, uh, then yeah. it would have been too, like, you would have been listening for something. Right. I should have just said when it happens. Okay. But you still might not have gotten Yeah. It. Now, here's my question. Yes. Did you just remember my lingo, or were you actively looking at last week's predictiones? When it, so, all right, I'll just tell you. It's the last thing Jimmy Barrett says. Oh. Uh, it's been a gas, you two. Oh, yeah. So it's right there at the end. And when he said it, I was like, I know you predicted it's a gas. And then I went and checked the notebook, and I was like, holy <gasps> shit, you predicted it for this episode. I'm amazing. You are amazing. That's so exciting. <laughs> it's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, 20 ups in, you did it. I feel like I should never again make a lingo <laughs> prediction. Yeah, that is, this is the end of the match predicts lingo. <laughs> I'll still predict plots. Yeah, yeah. But lingo is dead. I mean, <laughs> I achieved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Oh wow! Yeah. Unless, unless wow. our listeners rebel. In which All right, case. let us know, dear listeners. 
Dear listeners. I don't know what we're doing for this one. All right. <laughs> so, shall we discuss Donna? Sure. All right. I did find on the internet um, an introduction. Don steps up in class and purchases a new car that is more appropriate for an executive. Mm. Sal invites Ken over for Sunday dinner to discuss Ken's new short story. A serious error by Don's secretary could reflect poorly on Joan, and the staff reacts to the new object... Oh, no. (laughs) Why would you have that? I can't speak French. Let me see. Art object in Cooper's office. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What does it say? It's Show me. It's O-B-J-E-T D apostrophe A-R-T. And I don't know how, like, Americans are supposed to say um, French words like that. Because um, I would just be guessing. Okay. Well, folks, <clears throat> let's start with Don. So we find Don. He's in a car showroom. And it's for Cadillacs. And mm-hmm. a British man salesman comes up to him. And it's a 62 Coupe de Ville. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a nice car. It's a nice car. And, and he asked, the, sh- yeah, the, the salesman asked, you know, what are you driving now? And he's like, Dodge. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a great car if you're going somewhere. This is for when you've already, already arrived. arrived. And Ooh. find out that Roger Sterling sent him here. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize the salesman? No. I can't. Are you, are you saying that because I'm British, I should recognize every British person? Yeah, that is exactly what I'm saying. That's not racist, but it's something. Um, true? <laughs> <laughs> He's this British guy that I think he played Charlie Bucket's dad on the Tim Burton, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate oh. Factory, or Charlie Chocolate Factory. And he also plays this character in the show Lodge 49, which is really a cool show. Okay. And he's like... Similarly to this one, just kind of like a mysterious British man coming okay. in from mysterious places. Okay. Um, but he's fun. So then we get a flashback yeah, we to do. a different era in Don Draper's life. Yes. Where he's a car salesman. A used car salesman. Yes. Not even a new car salesman. Right. He started used out cars. much lower than he mm-hmm. is here in the showroom of a Cadillac dealership. And it's 1952. Yes. Because he says that the 1950 model is two years old. Yep. Because he's convincing some kid. Some kid to buy it. He has great hair. Yeah, he does. Real big. Yeah, it's it like is. a pompadour. Yeah, it is. He's listening to what the kids like. Um, <laughs> and this woman shows up. Mm-hmm. She's hiding out in the background. Mm-hmm. Now listen. Tell me, what are you thinking? Well, she. Well, okay. So here's what happens. Yes. She says, "Are you Don Draper?" Mm-hmm. And he, Donald Draper. Are you Donald Draper? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Yes." If this is about the ad that I ran, sorry, yeah. all the cars are already sold. Yeah. And she says, "You're a hard man to find." Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks confused, right? And then she says, "You're not Don Draper." She <laughs> leaves. Does she leave, or do we just? Oh, he says, maybe she doesn't leave. Yeah, it just flashes back. Yeah, comes back his to face time. just like falls. Yes. And then we just go back. Back to present time. And we never return to that in this episode. Uh, not at all, which is yeah. incredible. So what are your thoughts on that? That is the real Don Draper's somebody. Wife? Okay. Question mark? But not wife, because mm-hmm. she would recognize his face right away. Yeah. But ex-lover? Well, Old girlfriend? I mean, she know. like, I would agree. This is someone from the real Don Draper's past. Yes. And I would agree. I know. But, uh, <laughs> like, it sounds like she's just trying to catch mm-hmm. our Don 
in the lie mm-hmm. just to like make sure you are pretending you know you are claiming to be don draper right so of course she doesn't recognize him she's just making sure it's him so mm. so then don now having lived through this flashback is not interested in buying the cadillac right now right and it, it's like before that the english salesman was telling him all this stuff about feeling comfortable in your own skin yeah. And it's like now he doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, with his he own was skin. like, you know, you're already wearing a Cadillac. Like, uh-huh. look at your suit. You're yeah. already, you know, walking uh-huh. around wearing this lifestyle. Yeah. And now you're just going to drive it. That's mm. not what he says. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next time we see Don, Roger is like, Did you get that Cadillac? Yeah. He's also telling him, like, He's really interested in Jane, the new secretary. Yes. And it's like he's telling Don, you know, it, it, you don't know how great it feels to write a check for $6,500 and not care. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that he's trying to talk Don into a midlife crisis. Because <laughs> he talks about Jane the same way that he talks about this Cadillac, as being like this new, young, hot yes. model that you've earned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he says, mm-hmm. get that Cadillac and she'll be naked outside this mm-hmm. window. That's right. Mm-hmm. She, he did say that. <laughs> He's like, I bet she's like vying for your attention or desperate for your mm-hmm. attention or something. Yeah. And he says, uh, she isn't crying from lack of attention. <laughs> uh, oh, and also yes. in this scene, yes. we learn that Bobby Barrett called. Mm, and, yes. But did not leave a message. That's true. So Bobby's still trying to get through. Yeah. Which um, was interesting. Um, would you like to know how much $6,500 is? Of course I do. So, that would be in today's dollars, mm-hmm. walking in and dropping yeah. in cash. Yeah, fifty six thousand four hundred and thirty six dollars. Okay, that's not. I mean, that's a lot of money, of course. Mm-hmm. I assume there are wealthy people that have that much money. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, like, I'm looking up what's the price of a new of Cadillac. a Cadillac, right? And of course, I don't know how to Google that efficiently. <laughs> Because, like, car dealerships are a nightmare. Uh-huh. So I just found some 2021 Cadillacs that are, like... The MSRP of a Cadillac. Is 52700 Okay, yeah. So, like, that's... So that tracks. It does track for, like... Especially... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Duck comes in, and he has been courting Martinson Coffee. Mm-hmm. And he said he went birding with them all week, like, Saturday. And he's like, and by birding, I mean sitting on a stump with a pair of binoculars whispering. <laughs> That was fun. And then the boy, the, the children come in, Mr. and mm-hmm. Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. Mr. Smith and Mr. Smith. And, like, we see them. They're bothering Jane. They're this whole off. episode. We'll talk Everybody. about Jane later. Yeah. Jane seems kind of tired of the attention now. Yes. She's sick. But they come in, and Smitty Smith, which is what <laughs> evidently that the American Mr. Smith's name is. Uh-huh. I assume the other Mr. Smith is just, like undocumented and it goes by Mr. Smith. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But he's saying he's got this friend back in Michigan who's still in school and sent him the 60-page rant. And he quotes it. Mm-hmm. Did you, do you know what he was quoting? No, but in my brain I'm wondering if friend back in Michigan still in school if he goes to U of M. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So I was looking that up by mm. Googling, like, the quote that he says. Oh, Okay. What he's quoting is this real, like, manifesto that was published. It's called the Port Huron Statement. Oh. And so I didn't find it connected to anyone in particular at University of Michigan. And obviously, Mm -hmm. I mean, 
obviously for Michiganders, Port Huron and uh, Ann Arbor are not the same place. Nowhere near each other. Not even close. All right. Port. I'm going to murder this. Com- hey, Ashley, would you mind throwing this computer? I will window? toss it right out. Uh Thank you. <laughs> it's political manifesto of the American Student Activist Movement, Students for a Democratic Society. It was written mm. by SDS members, completed June 15th, 1962, at an auto United Auto Workers retreat outside of Port Huron, Michigan, for the first for the group's first national convention. Hmm. Um, for under Walter Ruther's leadership, UAW paid for a range of expenses, including their use. So, it was a bunch of students like trying to petition for leftist ideals and mm-hmm. whatnot mm-hmm. and it's pointed out at some point how he's using this oh, social movement right right he's saying that's nice it's idealistic mm-hmm. how are you going to use this to sell coffee like, yeah you're still trying to sell coffee yeah and smitty says we don't want to be told what we should do or how we should act we just want to be we just want to be so just listen to this yeah and then it cuts to another scene yeah the next time we see this group the smiths tell Sal that they don't eat art. We see that briefly. And right. then we see the actual Martinson meeting. Right. They're in the conference room. Yeah. And so Don is telling the Martinson people, there's an old saying, when one is an Indian country, one needs a man who knows Indians. <laughs> yes. Which, I googled that, and there, that's not a saying, <laughs> according to the internet. The first result was this blog of someone who tries to find references to, like, Indians and Native Americans and pop culture and just like had a short statement <laughs> like a blog post that was like has anyone heard this? I don't know about that. Interesting. But, but it's but but they were also noticing that this show has a lot of Native American imagery mm. between like I'm sure like all the Mohawk stuff. Right. And I'm like if someone were sensitive to it, I'm sure there are other places where that would have been seen. So Right. And they were like saying that like this was an interesting thing and Matthew Weiner you know, is, like, increasing representation in the right. show. I was thinking, I mean, Cowboys and Indians were just, like, a really big, like, play thing. Movies right. and radio shows and little kids and stuff. Right. So I, fe- I felt like Don's heart wasn't really in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he his heart wasn't. And he was just kind of sitting back waiting yeah. to see what these kids could do. Yeah. Like, we brought you in. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can do this. Let's see if this thing that... I couldn't do. Right. Like, we had to get young people to do it. Right. Uh, will work. So right. Smitty is like, Cup of Joe, old Joe Martinson. He's history now. We want to find things for ourselves. Well, and he even says that Cup mm-hmm. of Joe, yeah. like, that phrase was named yeah. after Martinson's Coffee. And that is true. Is that right? That's a real... Th- I'm looking it up huh. right now. Martinson Coffee has trademarked the term Cup of Joe, suggesting that the slang term comes from the company's early years. Founded in New York in 1898 by Joe Martinson. That's really interesting. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Joe's Coffee, mm-hmm. or a cup of Joe, as yeah. the company grew, cup of Joe could have expanded from a local nickname to a more widely used term by the 1930s. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, because, like, why else? <laughs> like, why cup of Joe? Yeah, like, there's no reason for that to have just... Right. Joe doesn't... Naturally come out right. of the word coffee. <laughs> or right. Java, or anything like that. Right. So we want to find things for ourselves. We want to feel. Your coffee is delicious, hot, and brown. <laughs> 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 we don't need any more than that. That's yeah, what I'm saying. It's need. delicious, it's hot, it's brown, and we don't need any more than that. That's right. And then he plays a song, and it's like a, you know, fake Harry Belafonte song about mm-hmm. drinking coffee with brown women. <laughs> <laughs> exotic girl, exotic yeah. brew. Yeah. That's what they say. And honestly, it was a nice little song. It it's was. more than a jingle. More than a jingle. 
And it was interesting. I've never really thought about it because we have a lot there. It's very common now to just have like mood commercials Mm -hmm. or commercials that are completely unconnected to the product. Right. But I guess maybe, you know, prior to the 60s, it was more like, this is why you should buy X, Y, and Z. Right. And I would guess that television would make it even more like you can just communicate more. Right. Because if you're just reading or you're just listening then you only have, like, words and sounds. Right. But if you can, like, see things and moving and, and music and life and stuff, that may have opened up things. Because mm-hmm. they didn't need art for it. They did not need art for it. Mm-hmm. And then the Martinson guy at the end says, where are the pictures? Yeah. <laughs> and Don says, if you sign, we'll show you. <laughs> Which is a great way to just... Right. Nope. Right. Yeah. Then we see Betty at home in the kitchen. With the girl. With the girl. <laughs> the girl's hair is turning green from swimming. Yeah. She's brushing it out. And then Jimmy Barrett calls. Yeah, he wants to know if it's the bell of the Hudson Valley. <laughs> huh? He's always got a line, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He invites Betty to the Stork Club to celebrate Ren and Barrett getting picked up by ABC. Mm-hmm. He invites her to ride the horse in like Lady Godiva. <laughs> which, of course, means naked. Yeah. He keeps calling her yeah. gorgeous, constantly. Yes. He keeps ending every sentence mm-hmm. with gorgeous. Yes. This, this like... A, a man calling another man's wife comes up in another part of the show. Yes. But he's definitely, he keeps inviting her. Right. And then she says, I'll check with Don. Right. We would love to come. And right. he's like, I'd love to see you there. He says it would mean, he gets very serious. Yeah. He says, Betty, it would mean a lot to me mm-hmm. if you were there. He really does. Yeah. And, and she says, we'll try. She's eating it up. Yeah. She She's likes it. loving it. She's like a famous comedian. Mm-hmm. Somebody's Treating paying attention to her. Yeah. Someone's paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. And also someone who probably feels safe because he's married. Right. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. So then we see that Duck is like, the Martinson's coffee is done, nailed it. They canceled all their meetings or whatever. Uh, Don, it's like a, a little hint. We don't get a lot of Duck in this, but like we see him last episode, he was on the verge of like a relapse of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. We don't know whether he actually did. Right. But definitely, he's giving up a lot for <laughs> this job. Yeah. And, like, the, this job is all that he has at this point. Yeah. And so he's, like, really giddy that it did work. Because right. he fucked up with his last contact of American Airlines. Right. Well, 18 months ago or whatever. So Don offers him something out non-alcoholic. And Duck says, don't worry about me. Unfurl the sails, <laughs> And Don actually compliments Duck's <clears throat> advance work. Yeah. This is... this. Then D- Jane comes in and tells Don that Cooper wants to speak with him and makes it very clear, not with Duck. Just Don. And this is actually the second time, because earlier when Don and Roger were in a meeting together, Roger tells Jane to get Duck, and then Jane asks Don if that's okay. Mm. And there's like a weird thing where like Jane is not... Don D- Duck seems like a little bit on someone's shit list. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell, and it's not sure what exactly he did to get there. Right. But everyone's kind of treating him differently, even though, like, no one saw him kick his dog out <laughs> into the street. Right. So I don't know. But then Well, we, and she yeah. even waits, like, so mm-hmm. she says, okay, mm-hmm. Mr. Cooper wants to see whatever, uh, and Don leaves, mm-hmm. and she's standing in the doorway, and Duck is still kind of standing in there looking a little yeah. sad or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, and she doesn't even look at him. She just yeah. waits for him to leave yeah. and then closes the door. Was he waiting, do you think, to raid that bar cart? Who knows? Mm. Maybe. I just, I don't know. Maybe. So, Cooper and Sterling, it's not just Cooper, it's the, both yeah. the boys, 
Uh, they come in. Cooper, or like maybe one of them congratulates Don. Mm-hmm. And Don says, I didn't do it alone. And Bert says, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bert Cooper. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> Just who gives a shit? I love it. <laughs> uh, Don's been invited to join the board at, of the Museum of Early American Folk Art, which doesn't exist yet. Right. <laughs> and then Bert says, I've seen the opening exhibit. Whirly gigs. Whirly gigs. <laughs> and then just waves his hands in the air. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so they, they're like counseling Don in the same vein that the car salesman was of like, you're going to put on your big boy pants from a little right well and they're saying like you need to take this job Mm -hmm. and make it more than a job Mm -hmm. you're going to take this status that you are earning and parlay that into being the people in the room where it happens yeah yeah um you're gonna be wearing tuxedo a lot more it's time for the horse to catch the carrot catch the carrot i noticed that the three of them had different they all had pocket squares, but they were all different styles. Oh. Don's was just, like, straight across. Okay. Roger's was, like, three little mountains. Okay. And then Cooper's was, like, more elaborate. It had, like, four oh. or five little pokies. Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not... <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what pocket squares are called. Yes. Mountains. That's, you know... <laughs> That's when you read the GQ, like yeah. I do. When, That's what you learn. <laughs> when you read the GQ. The GQ? Yeah. 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 I actually read the... No. <laughs> I was going to say I read the GM. It's the Gentleman Monthly. Because oh. I need more than a quarterly oh. one. You need more gentlemen. You need gentlemen more often. I need everything that I can get. <laughs> I need gentlemen every 30 days or I explode. <laughs> But just for fashion sense. Exactly. Just so you to, could, like, know how Mad Men works. Exactly. Yeah. So you can understand pocket squares and cufflinks. I wonder, I'm sure it would not be hard to access, like, archives of men's fashion. Like, like something about, like, 60s men's fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not going to do it. But <laughs> I bet it's something you could do. You to could. get a sense of it. You could. So, if one wanted. <laughs> if one wanted. Dear listener, y'all want to do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Dear listener, look that up and just let us know what you find. I mean, let Ashley know. I'm good. <laughs> She's in charge of the fashion here. <laughs> but you're the one noticing the mountains. Hey, but I'm also calling them mountains. So I think okay, all that right. shows where we stand. All right. Okay. Uh, so Bert kicks Roger out and then has just like a personal head-to-head with Don. Yeah. Saying, would you agree that I know a little bit about you? There are a few people who get to decide what will happen in our world. You've been invited to join them. Pull back the curtain and take your seat. Ooh. Is that a reference to, like, sitting in first class? Do you think? Yeah. It must be. Yeah. And now, do you think his his little line of, would you agree that I know a little bit about you, is about what Pete told him? I believe that, yes. 100%. Yeah. That it was almost like, it was almost like Cooper could sense that Don was insecure about mm. his position. That's why he walked out of the Cadillac dealership. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not that guy. I'm not actually this person. And that's Cooper being like, hey, buddy, you're that person now. Right. Leave it behind. Right. And uh, and then we see Don 
In the car. In the car. I'm buying it. No test drive necessary. Nope. Let's just do this. (laughs) Yeah. And then he takes it home to Betty. Mm -hmm. She's really excited to see it and looking at all the fancy, you know, interior. It has a headlight sensor. It automatically dims the headlights when cars are coming. Do our cars have headlight sensors that do that? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, I, I want one. I want that. Yeah. I guess... I wonder if they just didn't have brights back then. If that was like the early version of brights. Yeah, I don't know. Boy, there's definitely nothing about old cars that we could find. <laughs> and let me tell you something, I could not care less I about old cars. I love old cars. Oh, well. When he got a Coupe de Ville, yeah. I was excited. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're a Detroit baby. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, that is true. I do love old cars. <laughs> I'm from Alabama. <laughs> I like football. <laughs> So. That is where we are different. Absolutely. That is the only place yes, the in only which place, we are different. Because Lord knows there's very little overlap between people who like cars and people who like football. <laughs> <laughs> the twain ne'er shall meet. Am I right? <laughs> yes. So Don tells her. Don is like just staring at her, smiling, like yes. so excited to show her. And, and he's like, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she says, I can't wait to pull up to the store club in there. In this. And, she, mm-hmm. and he's like, anytime. And she's like, how about when we see Bobby and Jimmy? <laughs> and he's like, uh, he, he called here? He should have gone to my secretary. Yeah. He yeah. seems. So I mm-hmm. was expecting him to get jealous. Mm-hmm. Especially when she says, I think he just likes talking to me. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, he should have gone through my secretary. Mm-hmm. And she's all smiley and giddy. I think yeah. he likes talking to me. And mm-hmm. I was ready for him to like get yeah. all cloudy and sour and be mean to her. Instead, they just boned. <laughs> they did. I wondered, like, she was like, kids aren't here. Should we take it around the block? And then they went inside. And I wonder, like, was this a Valentine's Day situation where she actually did want to take a ride in the Cadillac? Uh, but also, she was being awfully flirty. She was being flirty. It's like, Betty doesn't suspect Bobby of... Of at all, at all, and Don is so preoccupied with his relationship with Bobby that he doesn't suspect Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, which really, I mean, Jimmy never really makes a move. He's he's very crass and like yeah. very complimentary, and flirty. Yeah, but he never. It never seems even like he's going to actually make a move. No. Um. So he's. I mean, this is now two episodes after they have a big wreck, and so he's still like unsure he, he's like waiting for that shoe to drop yeah still, which maybe you do yeah yeah um, so what did you think of this next scene tell oh, us about this next scene my god it's such a fun <laughs> scene so the next time we see betty and don in the car uh-huh they're having a picnic mm-hmm. out in a park it's and beautiful. The, it's a beautiful day the all the car doors are open and they're mm-hmm. just blasting music mm-hmm. to listen at their picnic uh-huh. and uh, Don's laying down. Betty and the girl uh-huh. are playing checkers. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's running around somewhere. Who the fuck knows where he is? <laughs> He's just AWOL. He's got point. a bucket on his head somewhere. <laughs> Most certainly. Most certainly. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just a very cute, quaint mm-hmm. scene. Bobby comes over and says, I have to pee. Yeah. And they're like, go behind the tree. <laughs> and Sally's like, I want to pee in a tree. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, not really. <laughs> But then it's time to leave, mm-hmm. and Don just chucks his beer can into <laughs> uh-huh. the abyss. Yeah. 
And Betty shakes out the picnic <laughs> blanket and just leaves garbage everywhere. Yeah. And also, why was there so much garbage? <laughs> like, yeah. there was so many wrappers yeah. mm-hmm. and na- like all this stuff that yeah. I feel like in the 60s there wasn't even as much of. Like, things yeah. didn't come in that kind of packaging mm-hmm. is my thought. Mm-hmm. But it was just so much. And the shot is just this long shot of all this garbage mm-hmm. in the <laughs> in the grass yeah. as they pack up and get in the car and yeah. drive away. It felt like they wanted to leave no doubt that these people <laughs> did not pick up this trash. <laughs> no one went back for it. No one was like, oh, hang on. We, right. It is just like, it's 1962. We don't know the word litter yet. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That's, I cannot believe that that is actually how people operated. Yeah. I refuse to believe that that's how it was. It's, it's wild how, like, there's so many things in the show, like, racism and sexism and smoking and stuff that you're like, wow, I can't believe they're doing it. But yeah. this is one that's like, nobody does this. Nobody fucking this does this. This is, like, this. the least believable, like, current thing. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's just what like, people did. Like, to just shake out a blanket <laughs> yeah. full of... Yeah. garbage and walk away <laughs> she had a picnic basket right there oh, yeah she could have just it folded it up there's bizarre. a million things are it was yeah. biz- right she could have also just yeah. like taken all four corners of the mm-hmm. blanket and wrapped all the garbage yeah. up in it it was i cannot i need to talk to somebody <laughs> who picnicked in 1962 yeah. and find out if that's what yeah. you did because i am perturbed this is this is not (laughs) time era appropriate bra all over again oh i think it's i don't think you think it's time appropriate like they actually did that absolutely i I need to find out they wouldn't do that i don't know if it was i mean mean, that's why like you had the you know famous crying indian commercial with the litter because i think littering was just it was just a thing you did you didn't call it littering you were just like throwing and that's you know that's crazy <laughs> when he just chucks that yeah. beer and you're like wait a second don what are you doing don it was so bizarre yeah. it was so bizarre yeah that's so i okay all right that's that's a i love that moment it's such a good moment yeah i'm glad you enjoyed it oh my, i just wrote what the fuck what the fuck yeah. what the fuck is <laughs> happening <laughs> uh a couple of notes uh, Don gives one of his rare stories of his childhood, talking yes. about going out to an outhouse on the farm where you had to be led by a rope. Yeah, if there was no moon, you had to mm-hmm. find the rope in the dark. And then Sally asking, are we rich? Mm-hmm. And Betty saying, it's not polite to talk about They money. kind of smirkle at yeah, each other. They're though. like, you know what? We are rich. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next time we see Don and Betty, they're going, they're walking into the store club. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, white tux! Exclamation point. Blue dress. Bro- bright royal blue. Yeah. Always with the royal blue. Mm-hmm. They like to put their ladies in royal blue. Yeah. I'm not mad at I it. I mean, it's... Your definition of royal blue is just very expansive, uh, and I appreciate uh, that. I love it. I, what, <laughs> I, what, what other color would you call that? Oh, man. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, someday, ask my ex-husband my mm-hmm. definition of teal. Oh, my. And he will tell you mm-hmm. for days that it's any shade of green or any <laughs> shade of blue is teal. That checks out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look at that teal car. He's like, bitch, that's green. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, it's teal. I have 
an issue with Orange and my mom. Like, we... <laughs> And my mom and I, we're in a fight right now. Well, it's not that I don't like it. I'm an Auburn tiger. I'm perfectly happy with orange. Uh It's just that I'll look at something and be like, that's orange. And my mom will be like, that's red or that's Uh yellow. And it's one of those things that makes you question whether your eyeballs are seeing the same Mm. colors that other people's are seeing. It's true. Scientifically, they are not. Then orange is whatever you want it to be. And teal is whatever you want it to be. And royal blue is it. Blue is... (laughs) Royal blue. Royal blue is every shade of blue that a woman on Mad Men wears. (laughs) Now listen, one time I Uh said... This is the now listen segment. We're deep in it. (laughs) Now listen. Yeah. One time Betty wore baby blue. Yeah. And I called it baby blue. Wow. That was not royal. All right, I take it all back. I want you to post the picture of <laughs> Betty in this dress with a pole. Okay. Is this royal blue right. or just blue? Yeah. That's a good color. That's a good question. And people will... It will, again, be just the two of us who vote and we <laughs> split 50-50. Yeah, our last poll on whether it was strawberry salad or strawberry pie turned into... It was a dead heat. Between Ashley and me until I also voted under the Mad Women <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> you know what? I think we got some answers there. So they're in this fancy place. Bobby Verrett comes over and is talking. Uh, and Betty goes to get drinks to leave them to talk to business with like an mm-hmm. ABC executive. Bobby's talking about some kind of product placement that she could put in the Grin and Barrett TV show. Mm-hmm. She's talking about product placement as if she just invented it. <laughs> right. She's like, well, what we could do uh-huh. is we could talk about products yeah. and then we have to show mm-hmm. the products and then they give us the product. <laughs> now, I mean, maybe she was just speaking Don's language, you know? She's like, maybe. he's an advertising. Yeah. We got it. Because yeah. she's already, there was no reason for Don to be involved in any of this. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's, she's, you know, he helped, but. Well, because of the uts. Yeah, that was the only reason he needed mm-hmm. involved. But really, he could. She could have done that she probably could've. without him. But she wanted to bone him. Absolutely. So yeah, she's finding ways to keep him involved. So meanwhile, Betty is looking at a horse statue because she's a horse girl, <laughs> and <laughs> and Jimmy comes over and greets him, greets her, and says, "Let's keep each other company." I. This is. He's also in a white tux. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to know, and either you or a 1962 edition of Gentleman's Monthly could tell me, <laughs> like, ha- why, when do you wear a white, how did they all know to wear a white tux? Like, what's... I think that was just the fashion. Uh, yeah. I think, like, now listen, I'm no Gentleman's Monthly editor. That's clear. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh-huh. I do think in the 60s, mm-hmm. 50s, 60s, you see a lot more white tuxes. Yeah. And I think it was just like fashion. Just like in the 70s, you started seeing baby blue tuxes. Mm. Not royal blue. That was a mistake. It was a mistake. I, I just wonder, like, is a white tux black tie? Yeah. And is it, or is it like, before, you know, during, a, during the summer months, you wear a white tux? Or like, mm. if it, I don't know. I just feel like the fact that, there were 
three significant people wearing white tuxes. I feel like Don. every time we've seen Don in a tux, mm-hmm. it's been that white tux. Hmm. I actually don't remember at all. But Cooper did say he's going to be wearing that tux more often. That's true. And Tuxedo was specifically was mentioned. In a tux. Yeah. yeah. So Jimmy's talking to Betty. Look at us over here at the kids' table. Hard to believe he could do any better. Like, they're talking about Don. Mm-hmm. And, like, Don, Don and, and Bobby. Be- Bobby specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to believe he could do any better than you. What do you think happened between the two of them? And Betty gets upset. Yeah. And and what's his name says, I know her and you know him and there they are and they don't care where we are. And she tells him that you people are ugly and crude. And he says, what people? You mean comedians? <laughs> so this is Jimmy laying all the cards out on the table. Yeah. Well, and he says, I don't like it any more than you do. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like, I don't like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't like it any more than you do. But it's happening. Right. This is after years of Betty suspecting Don of cheating. Right. Someone is like, this is who he's cheating with. Right. And she is upset. Yeah. By it. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then they have to leave early because Betty's not feeling well. She's not feeling well. Well, and he also comes over and offers Mm -hmm. her a drink and she says, I've had two already. I probably shouldn't. Right. So now she's three drinks deep. They haven't Mm -hmm. even been there that long. Yeah. Uh, and she's three drinks in, mm-hmm. and Jimmy comes and finds Draper at the mm-hmm. coat check. Yeah, because they're leaving. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy gets Betty's for them. Mm-hmm. And then a couple. There's a couple times uh, Jimmy's like thanking him because he got everything he wanted. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "What did you get, Bobby? Lots of people have had that. I laugh at you. I go home at night and I laugh at you. You you want to step out? Fine. Go to a whore. You don't screw another man's wife. You're garbage and you know it." Ooh. And then he says, good night, you two. It's been a gas. It's been a gas. Because Betty walks back up mm-hmm. right at the end as yeah. as he's laying right. Draper bare. And he's just got that grin. Yeah, he's got his grin and bear it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then. It's been a gas. And then you got Don and Betty in their fancy, fancy clothes, like staring straight ahead in the car. Mm-hmm. Just because both of them have been hit by a ton of bricks mm-hmm. named Jimmy Barrett. Yeah. And then all of that anxiety and all of that wondering and all of that fear and uncertainty and knowledge and booze comes out of Betty. Yes. <laughs> she just vomits. She just barfs. I physically yeah. jumped when it yeah. happened because it came out of nowhere. It comes at, like there's a long silence. A long silence. And and not only like a long silence and just one shot, mm-hmm. but a long silence and multiple shots. Yeah. So we've got on Betty's side of the car, we have on mm-hmm. Don's side of the car, we're back in the middle. So yeah. it was like, oh, long time. Yeah. And then just bleh. Yeah. And then. And then cut. The end of the episode. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That was a power move way to yeah. end the episode. Yeah. To have Betty of all people, you know? Yeah. That was wild. They both are in trouble now. Whoo! You know? Yeah, they are. Like, I don't know what you're predicting. Is gonna happen because that's what's gonna happen. Don't ask me yet. No, I don't want to know. But it is like they're not at a. We can just pretend to ignore this. Mm -hmm. It seems like. Yeah. But also, you know, they're good at ignoring stuff. They're real good at it. Don and Betty. It's been a gas. It's been a gas. You did it. (laughs) I'm so proud of myself. That's amazing. (laughs) I was so. I texted my dad. I was like, I gotta text somebody who will know what happened. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. I'm I will never again make a lingo prediction. Alright. You know what? Never mind, dear listener. I earned it. Ashley nailed it so hard, <laughs> she's not going to 
back. Not only did I get the lingo, but on the right episode. Yeah, that's really. Who? Right. I don't even feel bad about my Johnny versus Donnie anymore. <laughs> no. No, because it was all part of what took you to this Exactly. Yeah. Dear listener, in what is surely strike three for this computer, a few seconds of audio were lost at this point. To fill you in, Roger is hitting on Jane and asks her where she bought her sweater so he can make sure his daughter never buys it. And she says Klein's, which I looked up. It's a popular-priced department store chain in New York City. Okay. And I think that means it was... Not the really fancy one. No, and it she was, even says, I don't yeah. think your daughter shops there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, well, that must mean you live here. Mm-hmm. And she says, I've told you, all you have to do is look at my file. Look in my file. Which tells us that he's been trying to find out where she lives uh, for, a, for while, a while. Which is really creepy. He's real creepy. Everybody's yeah. creeping on Jane in this episode. Yeah, everyone is. So then, you know, all right, then we have... A meeting that we talked about earlier. So then, uh, next time we see kind of this group of people, we see Kinsey pouring whiskey into a diaper. <laughs> and I rewound it. I was like, was that whiskey? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was whiskey. It's yeah. like the only liquid they had around. Right. It's like they had a water cooler. Right, right, <laughs> right. And so it's a Pampers meeting, Cal and Cal. That's Ken and Sal. <laughs> and Peggy are also there. And... They're talking about disposable diapers. Because they're new. Yeah. But disposable diapers are like brand new at this point. Yeah. It's been pre-folds uh-huh. this whole time. Yeah. On every baby's butt throughout history. Yeah. And so like they're talking about, you know, how do we make these seem useful? And it's like, yeah, sure. It's great. They're, you can throw them away. But they still seem too expensive mm-hmm. to people who are used to being able to reuse one over yeah. and over and over again. And they are still too expensive. Is that? Yeah. Pampers are so expensive. Yeah. I cloth diapered Dorothy, Mm -hmm. uh, my oldest, for a long time. Mm -hmm. I cloth diapered Viv. Mm -hmm. I spent maybe $400 on the upfront of, like, everything of the... And I bought, like, fancy diapers. These were ones where they had inserts that snapped in. Mm -hmm. You didn't need a separate, like, plastic cover thing. Like, you did... It's a whole thing. But anyways... I spent maybe $400 total, Uh but then I used those diapers Mm -hmm. for both children. Wow. Yeah. You spend $30, 30 to $35 Mm -hmm. on one box of Pampers. So you're... And you're buying multiple boxes a month. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. For years. Mm -hmm. For years. Yeah. And then if you have multiple children... You can't reuse those. Exactly. I, until you started talking about snaps... Like, in my head, mm-hmm. cloth diapers, since they were invented mm-hmm. in the time that cloth was invented, <laughs> was just, like, a sheet that you had to know how to fold right. Like So, so there are those kinds. So, there's the yeah. kind where you see, like, the, the classic, like, burp cloth. That's just, like, okay. a white cloth with uh-huh. thicker in the middle. Yeah. You know a lot about it, babies. But it got much back. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that not what we were talking oh, about? Oh my god! Oh my god! Baby, got back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh-huh. exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a rectangular um, piece of cloth yes. that is more absorbent in the center, okay. and you put it kind of wide across their tush. Yeah, and then you lay them on it, uh-huh. and then the front part you fold over like in a trifold, and you okay. put it up over their crotch. Okay. 
this is where safety pins, like those baby mm. diaper safety pins would come in. Yeah. Um, over the years, they invented this thing called snappies, which are these, uh-huh. like, rubbery with, like, grips on them. So you don't have to use safety pins. You use mm. this grippy thing. Uh-huh. But then you have to put plastic pants, and they talk about it in the show, oh. no plastic pants. Uh-huh. Because this is just cloth. So right. the baby pees, it's still going to go everywhere. Right. So huh. you would get a diaper cover yeah. over top of the diaper. Yeah. Um. Those are the cheapest, like, mm-hmm. even still. Those are, like, if that's yeah. the way you want to go, it's the cheapest. Yeah. But they're not the easiest, necessarily, mm-hmm. to deal with. Because then you got to have the snappies and, like, all these different pieces. Yeah. So then they started inventing these other kinds of diapers mm-hmm. um, that are a waterproof, like, it looks like a diaper that you would buy, like, a Pampers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a waterproof lining. And then you snap in these cloth inserts yeah so they're already they're like oval shaped yeah and you snap it in you put on the baby and you velcro it great and then you can unsnap that insert and put a new one what else do you want to know about cloth diapers boy i don't know there's a lot there's a lot to the washing routine (laughs) gross there's a whole washing routine um people sometimes buy special sprayers that Mm. they attach to their toilet to spray Mm. the solids Mm. into the toilet because you can't just throw all that in the washing machine. Jesus Christ, Ashley. What else do you want to know about I, I, did, I didn't want to know most of that. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Well, but thank you for sharing you're welcome. your expertise. You're welcome. has brought a lot to this meeting. <laughs> With whiskey, whiskey diaper, which is my new whiskey diaper. I love it. Whiskey diaper is great. Yeah. Call it is that anything like whiskey dick? No. Okay. <laughs> Yikes! So we can't lower the price. They're ten cents a diaper. That's yeah. ridiculous. I wrote there was a smile between Ken and Jane. I don't know where Ken uh, Jane comes in, but Jane walks in and says, "Yeah, Mr. Draper has these papers that he wants you all to look at," mm-hmm. and Ken just smiles at her because yeah. he's creepy. Yeah, Ken is all over Jane mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And Harry comes in. Just to, like, kind of drop this news, which mm-hmm. Paul calls him on. That yeah. he, like, came across the office just to mention he has a personal meeting with Cooper the next day. But then, apparently, he's got some homework because there's some picture in Cooper's office that he has to, like, he's going to be asked about. Well, Harry's all excited because he thinks it's a meeting about yeah. this new TV department and everybody yeah. else is like, oh, he's calling everybody in there. He wants them to see this mm. painting that he just bought. Okay. And Harry's like, oh, screw you guys. I was all excited. <laughs> yeah. And that's when whoever it mm-hmm. is, Ken, the other one, somebody <laughs> is like, you walked all the way across the office yeah. just to t- shut up. We don't care. I think it was Paul. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Um, so the things that we know about this painting, because some... Buddy had seen it. Bert yes. Peterson or whoever the hell. We don't. Well, we know it's a painting. It costs ten thousand dollars. Yes. And it's some kind of ex- abstract expressionist piece. Right. And then Jane is just like, why don't you just go look at it? Mm-hmm. This is blankish. If you won't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is his secretary? Mm-hmm. And I wrote here that Jane is doing what you had predicted Peggy would do, which would like go to Cooper's office and be like, "What up, Coopy boy?" Yeah. <laughs> But I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. That, um, this yes. painting, this $10,000 painting uh-huh. in 2021. Yes. How much would it? $86,825. Wow. That's a lot of money. Now, here, oh Lord. here's what one, another question is how much 
would a Rothko today mm. um, go mm-hmm. at auction? Which, so according to this uh, Sotheby's thing, auction record set by a work for Rothko is $86.8 million Ooh. in 2012. There was another one that went for $50 million. Damn! So, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like, and what we find out later, this one's going to double in value by Christmas. By Christmas. And so, it's summer. Yeah, it's just, this, I mean, we'll get to it. We'll talk yeah. about it later. So uh, I wrote, the gang walks in. So they're all walking into like that antechamber mm-hmm. with this Mrs. Blankenship's office. Kinsey chickens out and leaves, says, yeah. uh, call me from jail. Which sounded just like when Don said, "Call me from the, from ER. the ER." Yeah, maybe it was Ken. They're like, they're like, "Hang on, take off your shoes." Yeah, first. I love that. Everybody's like, "Are we really doing this?" Yeah. Okay, but shit, we gotta take yeah. off our shoes. And it's like, no one's even there to ask, right? But they know, right? Don't get caught in there without your shoes on. It's because it's like if they, if it's found out that they were in there, it's gonna be yeah. bad. If yes. it's found out that they were in there with their shoes on, it's gonna yeah. be worse. That's just blatant disrespect. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And Ken says it feels like we're skinny dipping. Yes. Which is cute. Here I wrote that there were four layers of understanding among the four. So Jane, Harry, Sal, and Ken all go in. Mm-hmm. Jane looks at it and says, "So it's smudgy squares, huh? That's uh. interesting." Mm-hmm. She just sees it as like exactly what it is. Yeah. Just nothing more. Yeah. Ken says. All right, either Cooper loves it and you have to love it in an emperor's new clothes situation. Right. Or he thinks it's a joke and you'll look like a fool if you pretend to dig it. Maybe there's a brochure in here or something that explains it. <laughs> right. He sees it as yeah. a test. He sees it as a test. He sees it as something that costs a lot of money. Right. There's a rational explanation. Right. He's trying to figure it out, um, like, with his brain. Right. Sal recognizes it's a Rothko. It's, you know, so he's, it's a piece of art. It has to have meaning. Right. It, and he's an artist, so, like, he knows about art. So he's looking at it, like, with a bit a lot of arrogance. Mm-hmm. Where he's, he's trying to be smart. Mm-hmm. And, um... He's trying to analyze it. Yes. The way an artist would analyze right. it. Right. But then Ken, it's just like, it has no meaning. It's an experience. You just have to feel it. Yeah. Maybe you're not, it's not so supposed to be explained it's just uh you're supposed to experience it when you look at it you feel something right and and sal said that's you know did someone tell you that and ken says how could someone tell you that right and that is the moment when sal is totally crushing oh my goodness he's like (laughs) his eyes yeah (laughs) he's wearing in his eyeballs his contacts say Uh i love you ken that's exactly what they were saying yeah yeah what is my cat doing right now (laughs) Well, he's perched on your shoulder yes. like a like a parrot, and then he's trying to jump onto the cutting board behind you, but oh, it wobbles. Well, that's for the best, yeah. I think. So he gave up. Thanks, Bloom. <laughs> uh, so Jane is says, we could have stolen it, couldn't we? Yeah, so now they're in the elevator yes. leaving. Yes. Uh, and she's on there with Harry and Ken. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah, she's like, we could have yeah. just stolen it. And Sal says, who are you? <laughs> and Jane says, I thought you were an accountant. Yeah. And Ken says, accounts. And this is like at least the third time that Ken has told him her she's he's from accounts. Yeah. Because he introduces himself as accounts. Right. And then later he says he's from accounts. So what did you, like, what did you envision they were going to see? And then what did you think when you saw what it was? The painting? Mm-hmm. Well, I knew it was some sort of abstract something. True, yeah. I was expecting something 
more colorful, yeah. more like m- even more abstract. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, just like one of those paintings with all the mm-hmm. shapes, and you're yeah. like, "What?" Is-? It's like that episode of Parks and Rec uh-huh. where Tom buys yes. that painting <laughs> for the mural from the art student. Yeah, he's like, "It's just shapes. Yeah. I don't get it." And then he's like, "Oh, but these yeah. shapes—they're moving me." <laughs> so something yeah. like that is, I think, right. what I was expecting, right. or like a Jackson Pollock. But I think that's later, mm. as mm. far as history goes. I would have to we blindly don't have to it. agree, but yeah. <laughs> But did you recognize it? Like when yes, you saw it? Yeah. yes, yeah. That's yes. a pretty famous look. Yes. Once I saw a tweet that was a picture of like a rainy day, uh, over the ocean. Uh huh. And so you're just seeing like blurry the lines of the beach and the lines mm. of the water and the lines of the horizon. Mm-hmm. And someone like compared it to a Rothko, and I was like, whoa. Mm. I'm never gonna look at a Rothko the same way again. Yeah. Like it, and even even if like these paintings are not of landscapes. Right. It's still like just kind of brought an element of nature into that art that I thought was really mm. neat. Interesting. Um, Cause it's the kind of piece of art where you look at it and you're like, the hell it's a bunch of smudgy squares. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, like it looks even more like a kindergartner could do it. Cause it's just squares. Right. But then Ken, cause he's got the artist's soul. Right. Is um, able to experience it in a different yeah. way. Yeah can feel it indeed i wrote in the elevator ken hits on jane and sal hits on ken yes well because the reason she asks him if he's an accountant is because Mm -hmm. i could write a great short story about this i'm a writer that's true and sal is Mm -hmm. like that story about the maple tree it was beautiful and sad yeah and then i love they're finally getting off the elevator Mm -hmm. and ken turns to jane and says uh where you headed are you hungry and jessica says no. Good night. <laughs> just doesn't even look at him. Yeah. Just completely shuts yeah. him down. No. Good yeah. night. It's uh, really hard to watch how persistent Ken is. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I guess the next day, Paul and Ken are talking at the coffee cart about, and because Paul's wanting to know like how was it in Cooper's office, mm-hmm. and Joan says, "Him? What about Mr. Cooper's office?" Uh huh. And she tells him that she knows that he and, like, Ken and Jane, was it? Yes. Like, she names a group of people that isn't the group of people. Yeah. Were in the office. But she's so... He never even, like... Like, it it takes a while before Paul's even like, I didn't even go in. Right. Because Joan is just so confident about it. Because that's how she does these things. Oh, and her dress. Oh, she looks so good in this scene. Her green tweed dress is Mm -hmm. amazing. And her hair. Yeah. She had all these beautiful little swirly updos, like mm-hmm. in the back, all these little swirly whirlies. Mm-hmm. Some whirly gigs. Some whirly gigs. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was yeah. smoking. Yeah. It wasn't... She usually wears a stronger, cooler color. Yeah. But you know what? That She's, light green yeah. works just fine. With the bright red hair, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah, she mm-hmm. sticks to jewel tones yeah. a lot. Jewel tones, that's a good term. Good Good job. With words. <laughs> Uh, so then we see the Smiths, that's when they're telling Sal that they don't need art for the Martinson's coffee mm-hmm. meeting. And then Ken comes up to him, and it's like this weird little uh, anticipation. Ken's real nervous, and it almost feels like he's yeah. about to ask him out, but we know right. that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, but Ken's like, you're not like everyone around here. And then asks him to read the next story that he's written. Right. And says, I'm kind of fragile. You know, be nice. Right. 
He wants his opinion on it. Yes, yes, He's yes. like, please tell me what you actually think of it. Mm-hmm. If you love it, let me know. If you hate it, don't yeah. tell me because I'm <laughs> fragile. Yeah. And Sal's like, I could finish it by Sunday. You should come and have dinner with me and Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and this is the first time I learned that he's married. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was his GF. Yeah. Because we had seen her at Paul's party mm-hmm. early in the season, and then we saw them on Valentine's Day. Right. Eating together, or, you know, watching Jackie O together. Right. And so now we're like, oh, they're actually a married couple. Right. Which. Because when mm-hmm. when they're in, it wasn't, well, we'll get to it, but when they're having dinner, yeah. I was like, oh, she lives here. They would yeah. not live together if they were right. not married. Yeah. They're yeah. already acting like an old married couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we actually get to see the Harry Cooper meeting. Mm-hmm. And Cooper doesn't even greet him. It's just like. <laughs> Money, business, time, numbers. Yes. And Harry's, like, pretending to get distracted. Because, like, Harry thinks it's this big test. Right. And Cooper's like, hey. Right. Pay attention. Right. He's literally like, Mr. Crane, focus. We didn't yeah. make you head of TV to shorten your attention span. <laughs> Which is what TV does. It does. As we know. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, he's like, oh, I was just noticing your painting. And uh, Cooper asks what he thinks about it. And then he asks Cooper, what do you think about it? And he says, mm-hmm. no one has ever asked me that. Probably because it's none of their business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, because Harry, I feel like, is like Cheaty from The Good Place, where he just always has a stomach ache. Yes. I feel like Harry is always just like a scared little he's mouse. He's so nervous. Nervous, yeah. So nervous. Mm-hmm. And... He admits that he doesn't know anything about art. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bert's like, you know, you're here for numbers. Don't concern yourself with aesthetics. You'll get a headache. <laughs> but then he gets that little cheeky Cooper smile. Yeah. And he's like. He starts talking all his nonsense. Yeah. People buy things to realize their aspirations. It's the foundation of our business. Yeah. And also, it should, uh, between you and me and the lamppost, it should <laughs> double in value by next Christmas. <laughs> and then he like. Sits up straight, and it's just like, where were we? Right. <laughs> he gets totally baffled. Right. He's like, okay, back mm-hmm. to business. Yeah. So it's, we get to, like, there's, that thing, people buy things to realize their aspirations, is definitely reflecting on Don uh, buying a Cadillac. Right. And wearing a tuxedo to right. be part of that social class. Uh my, I did read part, now, at some point, <laughs> I did read part of the Matt Sollers Heist book, and it's, it actually was critical of this episode in saying that it was just kind of Mad Men talking about itself. Mm. But you know what? I don't care. I thought it was a great up. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Matt Sollers Heist. <laughs> then we see Jane is at her desk, mm-hmm. and Joan asks her, would you please come away with me? And she's like, you can talk about it here. You got something to say. You talk about it right here. Jane, she is mm. so sassy. Yeah. Whoo! Jane has got some attitude. Yeah. I mean, she's had it all ep. Mm-hmm. But now she's really yeah. showing her cards. She went from being, well, golly gee, I'm just in tall cotton, uh-huh. to lying to her boss. Uh-huh. And uh, telling her that she wasn't there. And fucking breaking and entering into the, you know, the president of the damn firm. Yeah. Definitely. Crazy. uh, Throwing caution to the wind. Mm -hmm. And Joan, like, this whole time is just, like, 
holding her shit together. Mm-hmm. That's all Joan does this whole episode is hold her shit together right. while she's trying to discipline people. Right. And she's like, I'm not in the habit of making empty accusations. And then she tells them that, uh, Jane tells Joan that they made her do it. Right. And Joan says, I had no Please. choice. They'll do anything you say. You work for Mr. Draper. And I thought her saying that was her kind of like minimizing the fact that they'll do anything she says because of the way she looks. Yeah. It is nothing to do with the fact that she works for Mr. Draper. Right. But she's like trying to put her in her place that the only reason you have power is because I put you here and I have that power. Right. And by the way, I'm firing you. Right. Well, because then Jane gets real sassy. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, are you the only one who's allowed to have fun around here? Mm-hmm. You're not my mother. I don't I'm need a mother. 20 years old. <laughs> Good yeah. lord. And Jane, Joan, once again, is like, you know, you're a dime a dozen. I'm going to the break room to find a replacement. Mm-hmm. Collect your things. Mm-hmm. Don't be Ugh. here when I come back. Are you ready? Tell me about it. Joan gets a strumpet trumpet for <laughs> this <laughs> scene. Joan. Yeah. yeah. She was so firm. Yeah. She was just not taking any of that bullshit. She, yeah. She's just smacking that bullshit right out of the air. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, there's your bullshit. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Get that bullshit right out of here. I know where you can put your bullshit. She's not even going to break a sweat. No. She's not even going to blink an eye. No. She's like, what What was that? <laughs> was that bullshit that was past my head? Huh. I don't think so. I didn't even smell it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch a whiff of your bullshit because no. I knocked it down too fast. I got no time to sniff your bullshit. Mm-mm. That's right. No. <laughs> this pretty little nose ain't smelling your bullshit. Get out of here, Jane. I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. Joan loved it. Her, because she's like, it's so hard to see because it's like she does have all this power until someone challenges it and then mm-hmm. she doesn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And unless she's backed up by management. Right. Which... She's not in this situation, right. which is very frustrating because Jane takes her banker's box and goes straight to Roger's office. Yeah. As if she needed to. She doesn't talk to Don, her actual boss. He wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, she Don didn't. wasn't there. Don was off <laughs> fucking throwing garbage all over a park. <laughs> <laughs> was that during a work day? Well, because it cuts from this yeah. scene where Joan fires her yeah. to Don having a picnic back to Jane and Sterling's office. Well... Okay. I don't think they had a picnic in the middle of a work day, but that's... So Jane just hung around late after work? Well... Or are we saying time is not moving in the same direction? I'm saying that we have a scene where it's Sunday and and Ken and Sal are at Sunday dinner, and it's after that one that they have the picnic. No. Yes. No, no. They have not had dinner yet. I know. They're having a picnic... I know. Wait I'm saying minute. it happened Never later. Never mind. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I was reading my notes wrong. Yeah, You're this is, right. This You're is right. Friday. You're when right. They're doing it because yes, because she goes into Roger's office and tells her tells him that Joan fired her, and Roger says, "I could see someone wanting to rip you, reprimand you seriously, but fired? It's a little permanent." It's like, what is Roger talking about? Does Roger mm. also know that they broke into Cooper's office? Maybe because mm. like we don't know. Who spilled the beans. Right. Like, everyone already, or at least Joan knows. Right. Um, but we don't actually see that information pass hands. Right. And Jane's like, I'm just trying to do my job. And Roger says, Miss Holloway, she's going through a rough time. She's engaged, you know. 
which is you know the hardest time in the it is life. it is and then asks yeah you go home where do you live where do you way? live <laughs> yeah he finally gets it out of her yeah she tells him it's what the east village she lives in the village on jane street jane on jane street mm-hmm. what a pretty picture he says Indeed. and tells him tells her go home jane street all will be well monday call me roger mm-hmm. no more me. tears yeah so what did you think of jane going to roger for she's this? just being a manipulative little snake yeah she knows exactly what she's doing yeah she knows exactly what she's doing mm-hmm. she didn't need to go i mean just like you said she could have gone to don because mm-hmm. he was not having a picnic <laughs> i mean who knows where he was well this but. what actually happened in my notes was this is when he was showing betty the car okay so it cuts from that is definitely the scene right before it yes so maybe he had gone after his meeting to go get the car. The car and went home to show Betty. All right. We're fine with that being. <laughs> Either way, he's not in the office. Uh-huh. But, no, Jane is just being a little snake. Yes. I don't like her. She's not. She's terrible. Yeah. She doesn't have any redeeming I was just values. about to say, there's yeah. literally no redeeming qualities. Yeah. She's not even necessarily a good secretary. No. No. <laughs> Other than keeping Doc out of the liquor cabinet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, she's terrible. Yeah. Um, Roger clearly is just hoping he can bone another young person because yeah. mm-hmm. she's only 20. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that he knows what happened. I didn't get yeah, that Yeah, I'm sense. not sure either. I just don't know why he would say wanting to reprimand you seriously, if not. Because I assume he thinks, like, obviously something happened. Uh-huh. But you're way too beautiful to actually be fired. <laughs> I could see somebody wanting to punish you, but yeah. fire you. Look right. at you. How can anybody fire you? You're too pretty to you're be fired. You're too pretty to be fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think that he actually... Knew. Yeah. If he knew what happened, mm-hmm. I think he'd be like, get the fuck out of here, bitch. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so then we see it's Sunday night, and Kitty and Sal are getting ready and they're so excited mm-hmm. for Ken to come over. Uh, Sal is wearing Kitty's favorite tie. Yes. Which is, he's dressed up. Yes. And is like making sure everything's right before he greets Ken, who brings flowers. Giant flowers. That yeah. was the biggest bouquet <laughs> I've ever seen. It was humongous. Yeah. It was bigger than Ken was. It was. And uh, what's his name? Sal knows how to keep him fresh. You mm-hmm. put an aspirin. Have you ever heard that? I've never heard I that. I have heard that, yeah. Or, I ha- but then Kitty says, I taught you that trick. Yeah, right. And Ken is saying, it smells so good. Like, it smells amazing. Nice uh-huh. job, Kitty. And Kitty says, oh, that was all the maestro. Mm-hmm. So Sal's cooking. Yeah. Sal knows flower tricks. Uh-huh. They got a really wild place. A really wild place. That once they decided not to upgrade, they uh, just went nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you would upgrade if maybe you were planning to have kids. Mm. You wouldn't stay in a small, wild apartment. Right. And we find out that not only are they married, but, like, they're childhood friends. Right. They've just been around each other for a very long time. And Sal is older than her. Yes. Because she says, I guess I just liked an mm-hmm. older man. Yeah, he does look older than, like, your Pete's and your Ken's. Yeah. He's yeah. late 30s, early 40s, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, and asks, has, has Ken taste the sauce in, like, a very close, you know, way? And says, be honest, I'm fragile. Mm-hmm. I, I had seen... An Instagram, like a Mad Men Instagram post a while back that was like pointing out how when you have a crush on someone, you mimic their uh, uh-huh. language. <laughs> and that, you know, you try to show that you're listening right. by using their speech patterns. So Ken had said I'm fragile before. Mm-hmm. Now Ken, Sal is. And Sal loved it. Oh, yeah. 
But he wouldn't let Kitty read the gold violin. No. Mm -hmm. No. He went on and on about it, but she wasn't allowed to read it. Yeah. And, you know, Ken says he'll be eating there all the time now with this kind of food and 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 treatment. Yeah, everybody loves on him. Mm -hmm. And and Sal is just beaming. And they give a toast to the gold violin by Kenneth Cosgrove. Perfect in every way, except it couldn't make music. Yeah, like he, he saw piece. a real one at the Met. Yeah. He saw a real golden violin. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such a... It's such a sad... Like, I'm interested in what this short story was. Yeah. Because that is such a sad concept. And you think about, like, Ken, uh, Sal and Kitty's marriage, how they do seem perfect in every way, except for that yeah. one little thing that's not quite right. And yeah. Maybe, you know, Don and Betty's marriage <laughs> seems... Per- <laughs> like, everyone's got this, like perfect facade yeah they just can't make music um and then we see them again and it's after they've eaten and sal pours the last of the bottle for ken and kitty's like a fresh bottle and she's like no you can have my back one <laughs> like here you don't need a fresh bottle yeah and then like ken and sal are talking about business stuff and yeah. kitty keeps trying to insert herself She's just, getting very uncomfortable. Yeah. Sal keeps shooting her down. Mm-hmm. She's trying to say, she's trying to tell Ken, oh, my cousin has an advertising firm in Montreal. Yeah. And Sal's like, he doesn't care about that. Yeah. Uh, like, where do you live? Right. Uh, all of these things. Right. She's trying to be an active participant yeah. at this dinner party. Yeah. And like in her husband's life a little bit. Right. But Sal is just like, it's, it's, he's like what, Jimmy Barrett was at yeah. the Lutess to Betty, where yes. he's just like got his face in his hands yes. and he's just like staring lovingly into he Ken's is eyes. Staring at Ken. Yeah. Just absolutely enthralled. Woo! Yeah. And it gets to the point where Kitty and Ken is also now uncomfortable. Yeah. Sal offers Ken a cigarette and then like Ken lights it, which is very intimate. Like mm-hmm. lights lights Sal's yeah. Yeah. cigarette. And but at that point he's like, I'm gonna leave before dessert. Yeah. And the dessert was pine nut and pineapple pie, which I've never heard of. It sounds real weird. It does sound weird. Um, it almost sounds like hummingbird cake. Mm. Have you ever had hummingbird cake? It's no. a southern thing. I hadn't heard of it until I came here. And really? Zingerman's does it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a southern thing, yeah. but like. My great aunt didn't do it, so I didn't have it. So hummingbird cake's delicious. Oh look, I googled it, and uh, the first line is, "I've been catching up on Mad Men recently." <laughs> but there's mention of a pineapple pine nut pie, so it was a fad thing okay. in the '60s. Sounds about right. I mean, honestly, probably not bad. I don't know. I like pine nuts. I like a little nutty. But a pineapple pie? I don't know about a pineapple pie. I love. All things pineapple. So I've never okay. had a pineapple pie. Yeah, but I don't know what I'd that would be, be. Interested? I mean, have you had like pineapple casserole, which is like pineapple and cheddar cheese? No. <laughs> Ew. That is a southern thing. That's yeah. that's that's making me uncomfortable. It's like I mean, okay, let's take it back a level. Have you ever had pineapple on pizza? Oh yeah, girl. Last yeah. night. Okay, yeah. It's the best pizza All topping. Right. So, like, pizza, like, warm yeah. pineapple and cheese. All right. I do, literally, yeah. my pizza toppings are yeah. pineapple and feta. Yeah. So, so if you were to, like, just take, like, cheddar cheese and pineapple. Oh, okay. All right. And All then right. also, like, crackers. I, I think, like, there, there's a there's a crackery element to a pineapple casserole. And then it's baked? Yes. So it's melty, cheesy, crackery, 
it's and like crunchy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, all right. What's green bean casserole? Is it layered? But... Okay, wait a minute. Help me, help my brain out here, Kate. Okay. Help me. So it's yeah. pineapple chunks. Okay. Right. Uh. Is it pineapple know. rings? How was the pineapple presented to all right, me? Let, I'm gonna find a recipe and we can discuss it. <laughs> all right. So we've got. I'll, I'll show you a photograph. Okay. I need visual. That looks disgusting. No, it doesn't. You're just being. Is it supposed to be sweet? It's is got, it a dessert? It's it's a uh, it's a sweet and salty. It's like a like sweet potato casserole. The way so you eat it with your entree. Sure. Okay. Because you're gonna eat real pie after. So we've got pineapple okay. chunks, sugar, flour, cheddar cheese, Ritz crackers, butter. Oh my god. And you you put everything in the thing, and then you put the cracker crumbs on top. on top. Oh, you're, well, the cracker crumbs have been crushed and stirred in melted butter. Well, sure, and then sure, sure. So, yeah, it's real simple, but it's, I mean, it's it's savory and flavorful. Hey. All right. Look. I don't know how hard, I, <laughs> my, I, my brain, my brain. It's honestly one of those things frazzled. that just hits so many little sensors in your brain that make are like that's delicious. That's and so yeah. like it it. I can't yeah. say that I'm angry at it, but I yeah. kind of hate it. All right, <laughs> that's fair. I want totally somebody fair. to make it for me. Yeah, because I don't want to spend mm-hmm. all that time doing yeah. it. And this is a, a current Southern thing. That's so bizarre. Yeah. I went. My friend Eric, who is not Southern, like made it for Easter a couple of years ago because he was interested in it mm-hmm. and it was really good. Okay. But I've also had it at someone who, I've had it by someone who will not be named. And okay. And it was not so tasty? No, but that was my problem. Okay. Because other people really liked it. Oh, okay. All right. So just do that what you will, dear listener. <laughs> it's it's not something I will ever make. Anyway. It's okay. Good. Okay. All right. Pine nut, pineapple pie. <laughs> they don't want it. She'll... Uh, Give her some. So Ken says it's okay for Kitty to read the story, kisses her on the cheek, and leaves. And then Kitty wants dessert, but Sal... Well, like, she asks Sal if he wants dessert. He, he says, says no. no. And then Kitty's like, does anyone give a shit if I want dessert? Right. <laughs> e. And and then gets mad about how much he ignored her. Right. And she's like... <laughs> she says, a lot of people find me very interesting, you know? Yeah, this scene made me so yeah. sad. Because they were both mm-hmm. so earnest. Sal yeah. really did look... Yeah look sorry yeah. that he hurt her because he I, yeah. he clearly wasn't meaning to hurt her he was just so blinded by yes. love he was so wrapped up in ken so wrapped up that he couldn't even yeah have any energy for kitty right and she was hurt yeah. rightfully mm-hmm. and he like was genuinely apologetic and like yeah. oh my gosh I, mm-hmm. i'm so sorry mm-hmm. i'll clean up you go sit down yeah. i'll take care of the dishes um you, it was very sweet and yeah. sad i'll say uh, Sal kisses her on the cheek, and it felt like as just as intimate as when Ken kissed her on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't the way a husband would comfort his wife. Yeah. And then Sal finds Ken's lighter and pockets yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think that Kitty suspects Sal of liking men? So, during the dinner when Sal is just kind of staring at Ken, mm-hmm. she's already looking uncomfortable. Yeah. Before she's trying to insert herself. Yeah. Um. I, th- I don't know that she suspects that he likes men, mm-hmm. but I think she suspects something's up. He's yeah. not into me. Yeah. Something is going on here. Yeah. It's it's just like, she's unhappy, but it's a golden violin. 
Everything right. seems perfect. Right. And you just can't, you know, he's with her. They're married. They'd sleep in the same room. So, yeah. You know, possibly. Possibly. It's 1962. They may not. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel bad for Kitty. I feel really bad for Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I feel bad for Sal, too. Yeah. It's it's just they're both in a place where they can't really express yeah. what they need. Um, so they're back at work, and they're, like, walking into the bullpen, and Ken's, like, casually invites Jane out, and she's like, don't lurk, lurk. I'm being watched. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Jane is on edge. Very on edge. Before we see her again, Cal, Cal. Ken tells Sal that she was going to call, he was going to call Kitty, but you don't know about, you know, calling another man's wife, which is like Jimmy called Betty. Right. And then Ken says he wants his home to be just like Kitty and Sal. And I wrote, yikes. Yeah. I don't think Your do. home is what I had in mind, the yeah. way you two are. Mm-hmm. He's not sure about being a bachelor anymore. Yeah. He saw the way they are and is like, that's kind of nice. Yeah, I could, I could live that life. Aww. Which is troubling. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm. So then we see Jane, and she's got head on a swivel. I wrote spy background music. <laughs> the music in this, the background music was like, <laughs> like, so, like, from a 1960s spy movie. It was so funny. She's so on edge. Her yeah. eyes, she's got these giant yeah. wide eyes uh-huh. just looking around. She's like, dude, like three typings, and then like yeah. looking. And then we see Joan coming straight for her. Oh. With this purple dress with like oh. this pink neck part. I don't oh. even know what you call it. And she is just like beeline, yes. staring straight. What? But in- still so calm. Yes. Yeah. She's not rushing. Mm-hmm. She's not scowling. She's not yelling at she's her. She's not doing. She's just. She's watch. not. She's Get gliding. She's gliding. She's gliding. She is her. not of. She is not born of man. No. And she says, why in God's green earth are you, what are God's green earth are you doing here? Oh. And. And still says that so calm. Yes. Yes. With a smile. Like you can tell she's pissed as hell. Oh yeah. No one has doubted that. And then Jane is like, did you speak with Mr. Shirley? (laughs) (laughs) What could he possibly have to do with this? And Jane's like, oh yeah, well he, she says, he says you're like this. You lose your temper. You're impetuous. You're not serious. You just, you do this all the time. Yeah. And. And Jane says, it's no problem at all. It's very clear. And we actually don't see, or Joan says that. Yeah. We don't see anything else happening with that. No. What did you think of, like, what do you think Joan is thinking now? Well, Joan is like, well, clearly Jane and Sterling are sleeping together. Okay. Because Sterling and I were sleeping together. Yeah. He's into the hot new little thing. Mm -hmm. She's not fired anymore. And that's why she's saying... Oh, no problem. Mm-hmm. No problem. It's very clear what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure she thinks mm-hmm. that that's, Jane is the new Joan right. in Sterling's the life. Girl. The new girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because we know, like, there's a long history of Roger not liking women after they're 30. Yeah. We know from, thanks to Paul Kinsey and the Xerox machine, that Joan is over 30. Yeah. <laughs> and And she's engaged, and now Jane is 20. And she's hot young thing. Yeah. And so there is no peace there. Right. And we don't know what uh, Joan and Roger will interact like. Right. And we don't know what Jane and Roger will interact like. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. We have no idea. Happen. I can predict it. I can't wait for you to predict it. <laughs> and so the last thing we see of this line is Kitty and Sal are watching TV together. Kitty's like cross-stitching. Mm-hmm. And Sal pulls out 
can cigarette. Yeah. Lighter. Well, and they're not next to each other. She's no. on the couch and he's yeah. in a, like a recliner. Yeah, they're pretty far apart from each yeah. other. So, and that's the end of uh, the good, the golden violin. I saw the G O and I was like, I'll figure it out by the time I get to that word. <laughs> the gold violin. Yes, yeah. the gold violin. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things happen in that app. A lot of things happen. We get a tiny little flashback for Don. It's just like, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. There it is. We see and more there's of... shenanigans. There's always going to be some There's God a lot of shenanigans. shenanigans. <laughs> this fucking show could have been called Shenanigan. Shenanaman. Sh- okay. No. No. I'm sorry. Cut that out of the box. Cut it out. <laughs> We're going to lose sponsors now. Yes. All right, I'm going to rate this ep. I wish you would. I'm going to rate this ep. Okay, now here's the thing. <laughs> well, now listen. Now listen. I wanted more Don flashback. I want. I, mm-hmm. I don't like that that just yeah. was gone. Yeah. I don't like that they littered. <laughs> I don't like that at all. We have problems with this Yes, whole I don't deal. like that yeah. at all. Uh-huh. So I'm only going to give it seven. Oh, okay. Seven out of ten... <laughs> Seven out of ten, Jimmy Barrett's saying it's a gas. <laughs> all right, so I'm very yeah. proud of that. That was honestly a highlight for yeah. all of us, yeah. Except for you, who, who didn't missed know that it. He said it. But listen, it's now the highlight of the rest of my day. You it's telling me so cool yes. that that happened. I'm very excited, and I'm so glad that you didn't know until. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad that you could experience my excitement. Yeah. I think because maybe I had like listened to the podcast more. Mm. I don't know if you've re-listened to last week's episode. I did. I listened to it a couple of times. Well, I only listened to it once. I listen to our podcast a lot. Okay, I like that. That's cute. I like us. Aww. And I also forget everything. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're hanging out together. It is. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Yaggedy sex. Ashley for a dicks. <laughs> Okay. I'll take over that part. Okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah. We're not going okay. to learn more about this flashback in the next right. ep. They're going to hold on to mm-hmm. that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Suddenly you realize uh-huh. that the streets of New York and just everywhere are just covered in litter. <laughs> There's just garbage uh-huh. everywhere. Yeah. We haven't noticed it in the office yet because mm-hmm. the camera work just hasn't really mm-hmm. shown it. Yeah. But they're going to start, like, panning mm. around the bullpen. And you'll just see, yeah. like, piles of garbage. Uh-huh. Utz potato chip bags <laughs> everywhere. Martinson's coffee tins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, just everywhere. Uh-huh. Oh, Betty and Don. Yeah? They're going to come to blows. Oh, okay. She, Betty's going to try and hold it in. She's going to mm-hmm. try and forget what Jimmy told her. She's going to try mm-hmm. and use some mind tricks yeah. to kind of say, ah, he's just full of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But something's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, Don is going to call for Bobby, okay. their son. He's like, hey, Bobby. Oh. And then she's just going to boil over. <gasps> okay. At the yeah. sound of the word Bobby. Mm-hmm. In fact, every time she herself says Bobby, she gets okay. a little bit more riled up. A little oh. bit more riled up. But then Don says it. Mm-hmm. And she loses her shit. <laughs> and she pushes him. Oh, she pushes him. Yeah, so that we can bring back our... God, I hope she does. Our, I know, our yeah. segment of <laughs> New in Town. It is a beloved segment among the hosts of this podcast. <laughs> So, Betty pushes him. She pushes him. And Don 
pushes her back. Pushes her. And they just do that back and forth for a while because <laughs> they're not actually going to show domestic yeah. violence mm-hmm. full out yeah. yet in yeah. the show. Okay. Um, so there's just a solid minute and 17 seconds <laughs> of them just pushing each other back and forth. That sounds... Is Betty going to vomit again? (laughs) And the kids are just sitting there and their little heads are going back Mm -hmm. and forth like at a tennis match. (laughs) They're just watching this. Uh Um, So that's Betty and Don. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, Sal. Yeah. Sal Mm -hmm. is just so in love with Ken Mm -hmm. that he he does that thing in the cartoons where your heart turns into eyes and you just kind of float along, like led by your face. Yeah. And you're just kind of floating uh-huh. behind somebody. Uh-huh. Like with yeah. just your little tiptoes touching the ground. Uh-huh. So Sal is just floating around the office and people are noticing. Uh-huh. But it's 1962, so they can't really say anything. Right. Right. But Ken is getting more and more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he's noticing that all of his lighters have gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he tries to light a cigarette, uh-huh. and he's like, what? Another one? <laughs> Damn it. And that inspires him to write another short story. Oh. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Joan and Jane. Mm. Joan is just gliding around the office, but mm-hmm. she's furious. Yes. Jane is still there. Mm-hmm. She's still nervous, but she's getting up to more and more shenanigans, mm-hmm. because she learned, I can do it once, I can do it a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah. So she's breaking into anyone's office. Mm-hmm. She's just taking people's lunches right out of their desk drawers. Mm-hmm. Um, she's stealing family photos off of the <laughs> other secretary's desks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Joan sees all this, mm-hmm. um, but she's just sort of silently taking it in mm-hmm. um, and waiting for her moment to attack. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to attack Jane. She's going to attack Roger. Okay. Okay. And it'll be visceral. <laughs> She's just yeah. going to, like, literally claw him to shreds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's been holding it in this whole time, mm-hmm. and she's just going to come at him. Okay. Big time. I would love to see yeah. Joan do that yeah. to Roger. And then, finally, the last thing that's going to happen is Cooper mm-hmm. is going to start using the company funds yes. to buy more and more artwork. Okay. Larger and larger pieces, and mm-hmm. they're you just, just like... There's just a runner throughout the show, and it's yeah. not necessarily even mentioned, but you just see, like, uh-huh. delivery men coming yes. in with these giant wrapped uh-huh. canvases. Uh-huh. And then at some point near the end, Sterling is, like, looking at the books or something, and he's yeah. like, where did all the company's money go? <laughs> uh-huh. And Cooper is like, oh, shut. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh-huh. I'm just an old man. I'm just an old man. And then he'll, he'll say, they'll double, double their value <laughs> by next Christmas. Uh-huh. And that's what's going to happen in season two, episode eight. And with whatever words they say are none of our business. Listen, they're going to say some lingo. Yeah. And I'll be like, that's cool. (laughs) I feel like this should be called the It's a Gas Memorial Prediction (laughs) Section. (laughs) (laughs) Like we need to memorialize. (laughs) Yeah. We'll, we'll work on we'll it. We'll work on it. We'll yeah. we'll get a sting Our for that. Our merchandise will absolutely say... <gasps> it's a gas. It's been a gas, you two. Oh! Oh! And on the back, it'll say... What did Donnie boy something about? Slap it, Johnny. Oh, uh, you're a cool cat, Donnie. You're a cool cat, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a gas. I do want to... I, I want a slap it, Johnny yeah. shirt. I, we need a slap it, Johnny shirt. <laughs> 
And a strumpet trumpet that's an actual trumpet. Oh, yeah. I mean, strumpet trumpet is a first-run swag (laughs) choice. Yeah. And then, like, we can absolutely copy My Favorite Murder and have, like, I'm an Ashley and I'm a Kate. Oh, see, I don't know about that. Well, guess what? Okay. It's all I think about. (laughs) Well, what a wonderful episode this was. I am so... I will I will glide through you life are. like Joan for having been correct about that lingo. You d- you've earned it. Listen, last week I was pretty good on the predictions. Yes, you really were. And this week I fucking nailed it with the lingo. So you nailed it so hard. Why am I not just president of the world? <laughs> Clearly, I'm getting things right. Yeah, I would uh, support your campaign. Thank you. I would donate like fifteen dollars to it. Okay, at least. All right. Um, a day, fifteen no. a. Oh. No. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a uh, uh, ad exec buying Coupe de Ville's for sixty five grand. This is president of the world, not just That's of true. the United States. I feel like president of the world. It ain't a democratic election. Well, it's a. Uh, listen, people are just gonna listen to this podcast, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck it." Yeah. She she earned it. I don't that's even right. need to vote. Yeah. She said it's a gas. <laughs> and then Jimmy Barrett said it's been a gas. I she can do things. Do feel like I have to, you know, enough time has gone by that I have to bring up that there's a song by like it's credited to Alfred E. Newman. Okay. Who is the like face of Mad Magazine? Oh yes, 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 yes. And yes. it's just called "It's a Gas," and it's from 1966. This was on one of my Doctor Demento compilations or some shit like that. Okay. And it's just like. Music, like instrumental music, and then like fart noises, and then someone going, It's a gas. <laughs> so it's not one of my favorites. Okay. But it's clearly like, It's a gas. You nailed that that was lingo. Yeah. And to the point where Mad Magazine was like, Let's turn this into a gross song. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so proud. Yeah, you did great. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That's all I want. I just want your validation. Oh my God, honey. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Even you're wrong, Lingo. I'm proud of. Thank you. You're welcome. You know what? I'm going to take all those slap at Johnny's. I'm yeah. just going to take those as retroactively correct because Donnie. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know what? My, I, I just don't know had about a, that. I just had a, a, a slip of the tongue. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so, That's all right. Dear listener. Follow us. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, maybe you'll see a picture of, like, pineapple and pine nut pie and or pineapple casserole. What was the poll that we were going to do? We've already Royal blue. Royal blue. What color? (laughs) What color is Betty's dress? Maybe it doesn't need to be a poll. Maybe it needs to be, like, just fill in the blank. You tell us. What color is this dress? All right. So we'll have that out. Okay. You know, we'll put that out, like, Tuesday or so. Perfect. Maybe Wednesday. Okay. Thursday. One of those days we'll have it out there. I'll just answer cyan 14 times once I find out what that color is. It's teal. Cyan is teal. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Those are the two shades of blue you exactly. know. Exactly. Royal blue and teal. That's and baby it. blue. I'm and sorry. baby yeah. blue. All right. Well, we've okay, really we've listen. tripled the number of blues that we can recognize. <laughs> I called your shirt navy last week. After you called it royal blue. blue. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. All right, listener. Dear listener. 
We will talk to you soon. See you next week. Uh, take care of yourselves. Wear a lot of royal blue. Don't get drunk and fight each other. Don't. No. That's what Paula Tompkins would end oh. podcasts with. Don't get drunk and fight each other? Yeah. I think okay. that was for the Pot of Tompcast. Did you ever listen to I that? I did not. The Pot of Tompcast kicked ass. Okay. I'll Highly look recommend. it up. I'll look it up. Uh, Should we steal What's Up Hot Dog? <laughs> <laughs> what's Up Hot Dog? Uh, <laughs> every great radio host has a signature sign-off. That's what Jesse Thorne says at the ends of Bullseye. He says, just remember, every great radio host has a signature sign-off. Beautiful. That's the <laughs> But ours, ours is Merry Mad Men to, to all, all, and, and to, to all, all a good, good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.